Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I am John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Resistance base is open, and that means it's time to podcast getting nerdy about Star Wars, and we love to do that on Thursdays, our discussion episode. This week, we're bringing back the Kessel Run. We're going to go over the 12 most heroic Star Wars moments, and then we want to hear from you guys. But first, I want to hear from these two right here, James Bainey, Lacey... G- oh, that's not Lacey. Poe Dameron. Uh, in the uh, in the in the cockpit there with the helmet on. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll understand what I'm saying here. Uh, guys, how are you, Poe? Good to have you. Uh, what's going on? I just I'm think good. of this. I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the scene from Resistance where it's like, oh man, I'm so glad to see you. And Kaz is like, I'm glad to see you too, Poe. And he's like, let's talk to BB-8. <laughs> Except for Lacey's line joke. I can't what? hear anything. What? I don't even know what you said. Let's I do this. Oh. Uh, oh, Lacey's here. Okay. Yeah, so, Lacey's uh, here James, now. James, <laughs> so for you guys listening out there, uh, we had Lacey put on a full Black Series Poe Dameron helmet and put her headphones over those. Black so she one. had no idea what was going on. And now uh, we're back at it. She has her normal headphones on. So we're going to get back to the normalcy here. By People have been requesting for me to wear it. So there you go. There's your James request. And Lacey. How are you guys? And are you ready to talk about heroes and moments in Star Wars? Uh, Momen uh, with the mask? Yeah, uh, yes, sure. Lord Momen. Yeah. No, I'm ready for sure. What about you, Lacey? I love heroes and I have some good moments, so I'm ready. All right. And James is always uh, well, a little behind the curtain here of TRB. I like to let these guys know what my moments are ahead of time. So in case, because mine are always so good, in case they want to borrow one of mine, they can. James is Captain Secret, where we never know what he comes to the table with. So I'm very eager to get his list. And um, Lacey usually shares hers. So that's 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 what that's a little peek behind the curtain of the Kessel Run. And of course, we want to see what yours is. So make sure after you listen to the Kessel Run later, hit the comments with uh, your top heroic moments in Star Wars. But first... It is back, and it is called Will of the Force. It's back, baby! So James Bainey, <laughs> where's our buddy Chirrut? Where's he at? I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. Thanks, Chirrut. Um, <laughs> I love you. Thanks, Chirrut. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm... Chirrut, anyway. You, I'm you bad do because, you, man. <laughs> because here's the thing, is speaking of doing me, it's back, baby, is my line and oh. John steals it from me every week. Hold on now. He introduces now. the Will of the Force as it's back, baby. We're doing Will of the Force. That was my thing, John. You took that from me. No. You lifted that. I, I got that from Frank Costanza on, Stein, on, Stein, on Seinfeld. So. Okay. Well, we got five questions as you would expect. Star Wars War over the... who came up with back, baby. <laughs> for all of the... It was Chili's. <laughs> John tried to say that he came up with the Kessel Run too. John's stealing everybody's stuff. I did. I just, uh, I just like ribs. You know what I mean? They're baby back, back baby ribs. They're back baby ribs. All right, we got five questions. As all of our Will of the Force question, uh, Will of the Force fans would know, right? We do five questions, two of which are patron submissions. Uh, first one coming uh, from us, though, is will Maz Kanata's role in The Rise of Skywalker be more like her role in The Force Awakens or more like her cameo 
in The Last Jedi. Lacey, you're starting this one off with the Maz Kanata talk. How much orange are we getting in this movie? I don't think she's going to have a major role. She hasn't had a major role really in either of the previous films. I think she's mm. going to be more on the Force Awakens side because she's JJ's character and she was more of that wise old character. Whereas I feel like they used her as this comedic relief, like weird moment in The Last Jedi, which I didn't particularly mm. like. Um, so I think JJ's going to pull her back in for that wise, I know beyond this moment. And I'm helping you get to the next spot character. John, what do you think? Uh, I'm 100% on par with Lacey there. Um, TLJ, it felt like Ryan's like, well, I love Lapita and she has a contract, so I got to get her in here somewhere. So we're going to do it this way. It almost felt like it was one of those like you're on the line for a ride at Disney and there's Maz killing time with you and you see her on a screen or that, you know, that type of thing. but in TFA she was so important and she was funny and she was there and tangible and real and and you saw the relationship between her and Han and her jokes with Chewie and how she just like really connected with Rey and while she had a small part it was a very important part in the movie so I think we're going to lean more towards that um, mainly for the reason like Lacey was saying and we've been saying on this podcast JJ is going to do what he uh, did uh, with TFA. So with his characters and all that stuff. So I think without a doubt, it's going to be leaning more towards TFA. It doesn't mean she's going to have a major role, but uh, definitely more of that than the you're in line uh, on a ride at Disney cameo. Um, I think, I think mine is, and I, you know, it might change. You might sway me here, but how much, promotional material was she doing for the force awakens before it came out was was she she was announced as like one of the major returning or like cast right she was a narrator to begin one of the trailers yeah who are you yeah and all of this i i feel like it's like where is she lapita where you at yeah no one's hearing anything about this character she doesn't seem to be on set. She doesn't seem to be in any leaks. She doesn't seem to be any part of a press promotion or anything. And I honestly just kind of get this feeling where as much as you guys are saying JJ likes to use his characters and stuff, I agree with all that. But where is she? And this leads me to believe That's that fair. she is just going to pop in very lightly. She okay. There's too much to tell to bring in Maz as another character, you know? That's fair. Maybe they couldn't recast her. Or maybe they couldn't get her, so they so Matt Smith is actually playing. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the next one? What's the next one? All right, Got the next him. one is coming from uh, our Patreon uh, the next commander. One's from Matt Smith. Yes, this one is from Commander Matt Smith. No, Nathan Shank actually. Uh, Nathan wants to know: In the Rise of Skywalker, will we see or hear Darth Vader speaking to Kylo Ren like the concept art of the Force Awakens? suggested that it could happen john you're going first on this one we get in a chat with dear old grandfather no um because i i'm throwing that whole concept away because it doesn't make sense uh darth vader died when um anakin passed away and he became anakin once again it doesn't make sense for that part of him to return it destroys his whole character arc in Return of the Jedi. So I think it's someone else possibly chatting with Kylo Ren through the mask that makes him think it's Darth Vader, but it's really 
Good old Chiefy babes. So, no, it will not be Darth Vader, but somebody else. Lacey. I 100%. You have a very interesting... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you have a very interesting perspective on Kylo Ren. With John. (laughs) I don't think he will talk at all to Kylo Ren. I think, like John said, it's Palpatine talking to him through the mask. And I think he's been tricked this whole time into thinking he was doing what his grandfather was telling him to do, when in fact his grandfather had already been redeemed and already become Hayden Christensen, so it makes no sense that Darth Vader hey, would be talking to him. Hey, you want a pizza pie? <laughs> hey, R2. Hey, R2's with us. We okay? Sorry, James. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, I was. I, yeah, I jumped in kind of late there, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm actually with you too. I I think that if ding, Darth ding, ding. Vader, for whatever reason, makes an appearance in this movie, uh. It's I, I it's not Anakin, right? That right. I think that's that's the whole of right. it. It's either actually Palpatine or it's the the presence of his the the Sith, which was my Matt whole like Smith. evil Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dark Lord of the Smith. <laughs> uh <laughs> a Smith legend. Uh <laughs> No, but I'm thinking, so this was actually my like super (laughs) shredder thing uh, where I was saying like, you know, maybe it's like the entity of Darth Vader. It's like Anakin is the good person that was like um, possessed by Darth Vader, you know, the Sith entity or something. Maybe they could do something like that. But at the end of the day, if Darth Vader is in this movie, it's not Anakin. So therefore, to me, it's not Anakin or whatever speaking to, to, I don't know. Um, John's always going on field trips now. That's his new thing in, in, in yeah. videos. I'm back, well, it's baby. fine. It's fine that he's gone because Lacey's answering the next one, oh, okay, uh, which is if he isn't killed in the final season of the Clone Wars, which is coming out this spring, Disney Plus, uh, will Cad Bane make a live action debut in the Kenobi series, which is coming? We don't know yet. Disney Plus, maybe. Oh, this is this is kind of tough. Um, Being a bounty hunter is tough. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> trying to think of like what I actually would is my honest answer. I'm going to say yes, because I feel like fans really want this character in the live action series. So, yes, he will. And that's my short answer, because I don't know what else to used to back up my answer besides I know fans really really want it and it seems like an easy transition from one to the other hmm. John Cad Bane if they do that Kenobi series which they are they will that you reported John yeah are they going to use <laughs> Cad Bane as one of the antagonists well, or I protagonists think, I think it would be cool because uh you know, he's always been wanting that uh, revenge on Kenobi from uh, the um, Spygate of Clone Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't think so because I think... John, off- we just 100% agreed. You just threw um, it all away. Yes. Um, I think it'd be hard to get Cad Bane 
to convert to live action based on his look um, in a con- in a convincing way where it wouldn't be like, that looks kind of weird. Like, a, he looks like he's a character at a theme park. I keep doing the theme park analogies today. Really? But We've seen Duros's before. Is it just I know, hat, I know, think? but Cad Bane specifically with his outfit, maybe. Like, Baron, he looks like Baron Samadhi from, like, James Bond. Um, I, I want to say... Uh, he'll be in the Clone Wars though, and maybe he gets killed there by Boba Fett anyway. Um, I, 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 in in the final season, I don't know. I, I don't think he'll show up in Kenobi though, because whoever winds up doing Kenobi, I think they already kind of had the script planned and they're retooling it from the movie. And I don't know that they would have put Cad Bane in a Kenobi movie. So I'm gonna say no. I too am gonna go no on this one. Um, I just think I, like. I think it, it could be really cool, but like I am, I'm a broken record on this. Like I don't really know what this Obi Wan Kenobi series would even be, um, and I just kind of don't get the impression that it's going to be like him fighting bounty hunters and stuff. Like uh, I don't know, it just doesn't quite seem right James, to me. The, um, the Kenobi series is your Matt Smith. I guess, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, hey James, hold on a second. I have Darth Vader's mask here, and he's talking to me. Hang on. What's that? What? What? All right, I'll tell him. All right, hang on. He said the the Matt Smith thing stinks. So there you go, guys. Darth Vader. <laughs> John, really bringing the I, exclusives know, into what, this podcast. It, it's really interesting that that. Um, I like, I don't know why, John, why are you so fascinated with Matt Smith? Like he's not, he was never announced. Right. And yet you yeah. still seem to think you keep bringing him up. Yes. Well, he's going to play Palpatine and yeah. Uh, yeah, they just brought Ian McDermott out on stage just, just because they don't, they didn't want him in the movie. They didn't want Palpatine in the movie. They want some other guy to play Palpatine in the movie because he's a clone. Yikes. Patreon is a place where you could submit Will the Force questions, and we had our commander, Danny, send us another one. Uh, This question is, will Leia encounter Palpatine at some point in The Rise of Skywalker? John, this one's going right back at you. Uh, Leia encountering Palpatine. I don't mean to give away my answer, but what? Right? I mean, it would be awesome to see that interaction go down, uh, finally. Um, but I think because of, you know, Carrie not being able to be in nine the way they probably initially wanted her to be, it won't happen. Um, but I think had Carrie lived and they had this plan in place, that would have been something awesome to see go down, finally see him interact with the other Skywalker there um, after he tried to lure uh, Luke. But like I say, because she passed and they only have a limited amount of ways to use her, um, it's not going to happen. Lacey, what do you think? I agree. I think she will not meet Palpatine at some point. Great question, though, Danny. Um, I think she's going to stay back at the base. Like John said, they don't have that much footage of her. So they have to work with what they got. And I can't see them like doing a full CG of her like interacting with Ian McDermott. So yeah, a couple of buddies agreeing. That's very good. She wouldn't have had anything that would have, she wouldn't have had any lines that would have been like, you know, aggressive in that sense. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, from older, from the older movies and stuff. So I I have to go on that one uh, as well. I never really thought about, 
that taking place. And ha- now that this question's come up, it makes me wonder, has, has she ever interacted with um, the emperor as a member of the Imperial Senate? Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's around. I know that like, he likes to stay away. He was like his figure and all that other stuff, but you gotta think he has to make appearances with people at certain times. There have to be some situations where they might have like come into some sort of contact. So it is kind of interesting that there is still this kind of like maybe rebels era where they might be able to actually pull something like that off where the two of them are talking real, real quick. Was Palpatine aware of her being Anakin's daughter? I don't think he was. I don't think uh, that we've talked about this before, but I still don't think Darth Vader knows that it was her yeah (laughs) all right we've talked about that before but but then that makes me also think that that neither does um neither does palpatine palpatine uh knew there were actually they didn't even know there were kids right i don't know it's all kind of messed up because the whole whole point was that she died and uh the kids died with her right in childbirth yeah yeah all right um, next one is, wait, yeah, I, I sent it to you, Lacey. I got, I blanked for a second. Um, the last question is sticking to the theme of character encounters here on the show. Will Chewbacca encounter Kylo Ren at any point in the rise of Skywalker? Now, Lacey, um, I am going to start with, um, you on this one, but I don't, I don't want any trickery of like, Oh, but he'll encounter Ben Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. No, he won't encounter Kylo Ren. That's your voice for me? I don't know. That's my voice for... Kylo Ren is going to die, but Ben Solo is going to rise. You guys have very different voice for me. Um... (laughs) Will he encounter Kylo Ren? Yes, he will. I think that we actually have seen a glimpse of him encountering Kylo Ren in the behind the scenes footage that they showed at Celebration where the group is looking at someone from the cave and I think they're looking at Kylo Ren. So yes, I think they will. I don't think it's going to go very well because Chewbacca is pretty angry because uh, he killed his best friend. <laughs> so Sorry, we'll see how that goes. Foil. Yeah, I just... Yes, they definitely will. They have to. They have to at least have some confrontation because you know Chewbacca helped raise Ben Solo. So they have to have something to tie that to have some closure there. Mm-hmm. Gosh. John, what do you think? I think so, but I don't know that it's going to be something where it's um, a close personal encounter. It might be a... I. Chewie sees him and gets like angry and pulls his bowcaster and someone stops him, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, would be cool though. I mean, to go with the theme of Skywalker's losing limbs if Chewie ripped his arm off. But um, they would never do that though. <laughs> they would never have Chewie harm another character like that. Rise he's of Skywalker. People's arms off before. Yeah, he did but it in he's, Solo. He yep. did it in oh, To Uncle Clark. Deleted he's, scene. He's never ripped off like a main character's arm. Well, JJ said he wanted to take risks. 
<laughs> that's the risk. He's like, guys, the risk. forget everything else. No, the risk I, is. I do think there will be an encounter. I think it'll be from a distance. Chewie will want to pop him, pop one in the head, and someone stops him for some reason, and and he'll be like, no, we got to stop Sheepy Babes now. So he's kind of with us for now, and then we're gonna kill him later. He's like, all right, cool. Really so, yeah. quick. The other reason why he'll never rip off Kylo Ren's arm is because they have Kylo Ren meet and greets in the Disney parks and kids love Kylo Ren. And then they have Chewie meet and greets and Chewie's like this lovable guy, like the mayor of the town who's going around waving and Mm -hmm. hugging everyone. They're not going to change that image of Chewie and have him rip off Kylo Ren's arm. Little kids would be afraid of him. Chewie shot him in the hip, made him bleed out almost. Yeah, but that was different before. Also, the theme parks take place before this movie, so... And also, JJ probably doesn't give a crap about the theme parks. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing saying. it out there. Yeah. You don't have the, to agree. Um, I don't think I don't think that Chewbacca and Kylo Ren will have any sort of interaction in the movie. However, really? I do think that I, I do think that Chewbacca will have an encounter with Ben Solo. You're such a I mean, <laughs> he's 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 tooling with you. No, okay. Here's the thing is (laughs) I'm I'm totally, I'm totally no on this. I, I I actually am not even entirely positive and this kind of sucks to say it, but like, I'm not even really sure how much they're going to use Chewbacca in the movie. I think he's going to be in it. Um, but they kind of did that with Flash Jedi, so there's a little bit of precedent there for it. Wow. Um, and so you think they're, they're, they're saving you know, Chewie for the Solo sequel, is what you're saying? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but I do think that if they do the redemption thing and he lives, then sure, yeah, obviously. that Then there's Chewbacca giving him a hug is like this crazy forgiveness thing that we're I'll already going to have to... For, we're also going to have to forgive him for Murdering killing Han. Han so if Chewie forgives him, then we forgive him too, inevitably, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but that anyway, is a good point, James. If you rough, see on screen sledding. Chewie forgiving him, that's then them telling you to like just let it go. We inevitably say, let the well, past Chewie's die. cool with him. She's trying to let the past <laughs> die in script. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got for Will, Will the Force. I think uh, let's... let's Wash your hands of that week's Will of the Force. It is not back, baby. It was back. <laughs> let us know. Let us know your guys' answers in the comments, please. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next, we have a lovely segment we like to call the Patreon Pod Race. So here's the deal. We have a Patreon page. It's where you can be a part of the resistance and support us. Um, we, you get extra content. But as one of the tiers perks, being a general... Uh, the first four people get to do a pod race, which is give 60 seconds of their thoughts on a certain topic in Star Wars and get to be a part of the show. So this week, we're honoring or welcoming General Andrew. And his question was, what is his favorite scene from the sequel trilogy so far and why? So let's see what Andrew had to say. It's definitely the final scene of The Force Awakens. Uh, that scene was just awesome. Uh, a lot of suspense leading up to it. Uh, Luke was mentioned throughout the movie, and that was the first time we saw Luke. Uh, but also just uh, the music as part of that. Uh, Mark Hamill mentioned that in several interviews. Uh, and then also the uh, the Skellig Michael Island itself was just amazing. Uh, it's actually on my bucket list, something I really want to go see someday. And uh, that scene always sticks out to me. I, uh, I've watched it over and over on YouTube. Uh, the music, like I said, is great. And it's just it's always been one of my favorite scenes since the uh, the sequel trilogy came out. And uh, it's going to stick with me unless something really changes in The Rise of Skywalker. Thanks, guys. May the Force be with you. 
Wow. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> uh, James, what do you think? <laughs> you did a great job. James, what do you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree. I, uh, there's a, there's, this is a hard question that I think, uh, it's good. Um, favorite scene. I, I think part of that is just the whole, I, I would imagine the wrap up, you know, of that particular movie. I think like mm-hmm. if you graded it on all star Wars fans, I think more people tend to like force awakens than they do last Jedi. So the, as that, as you're walking out of the theater, that's going to be the last scene that you remember. So it's really easy to like connect with that particular scene. Um, but uh, but yeah, all of your points, man, with the music and all that. I mean, like, I think, again, that was a big takeaway from like the soundtrack was the um, the Jedi footsteps. Foot, Je- Jedi you always say you always say foot. Fallen no footsteps. Foot. It's the Jedi steps. They're just Jedi steps. <laughs> yes. Jedi. It's John's favorite. <laughs> it is. Jedi feet uh, prints. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. Um. I think that scene is my favorite ending to a Star Wars movie ever. Um, So that's for sure um, a big reason why it's great. So I think that's uh, certainly a great answer, Andrew. And the Jedi steps is uh, easily John Williams' best composition for me in this this era. Um, It shows that he still had it. And this was the closest that I got to tearing up watching Star Wars. So... Um, I don't know what it was. It might have been the music. might have been Ray just going through everything she went through and then see, finally seeing Luke. But I started like tearing up. And every time I watch that scene, I get chills, even though I've seen it 500 times. So it has a heavy impact on me. So that that's a phenomenal answer, Andrew. And I, I have to really almost completely agree with you because uh, it just has it all there. So great job, man. And as always, thanks for the support. And I can't wait till uh, we can share another brewski together next year. That's, that's a good thing, John. I now I'm like thinking of all my favorite endings. It's true. So we're changing the Kessel Run right now. Favorite, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking six, and then maybe four. Four. There's only though. there's eleven Star Wars movies, and we're gonna do the top twelve Star Wars endings. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, excellent job. First of all, I love your Raylo print behind you, and all the Last Jedi stuff, and the big Ray poster prop thing up against the wall that's really cool you have a cool setup over there um so i agree with you this is an awesome scene there's two things that take me out of this scene uh from a film helicopter shot (laughs) yes i can't take it why is it in there who who at lucasfilm or disney said we paid for the helicopter shot you are using it it takes you completely out of the scene it makes no sense whatsoever you have a two shot with two people, and then all of a sudden you're like looping around them. It makes no sense. That and the way Mark Hamill removes his like hood bothers me. Other than that, the buildup of Ray walking up the steps, her <laughs> handing the saber to Luke, beautiful. Music, amazing. Those two things, not so great. The helicopter shot, why, JJ? Why did you use this shot? If I had one question to JJ, it would be that. And he'd that was be a like, good picture uh, your favorite moment. Uh, he'd be like, uh, <laughs> hey, Lacey, uh, mind your own business. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shove it. Because <laughs> it was incredible. And uh, if you've ever been over Skellig Michael in a, in a, in a, in a helicopter, uh, it was incredible. And uh, I'm guessing you haven't done that. So uh, 
You have no idea. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> largest Spoil. domestic box office, box office uh, uh, next to the original. James's JJ's butters from South Park. I know. Yeah, what is that? Spoiler um, alert. JJ was the one hey. in the helicopter, and they actually spent three hours just circling. Circling the, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. That was James doing John doing JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, as usual, Andrew, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. And now we're going to go to John, who's going to bring us into the Kessel Run. You've never heard of the Millennium Falk? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Okay, so for those of you who aren't aware, the Kessel Run is where we go to our lists. And the three of us bring four items to the list to create 12. Why? In honor of... Han and the crew doing the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. So um, this week's topic is uh, most heroic Star Wars moments. So we're giving you our 12 uh, most heroic moments in Star Wars. So strap in and man your stations and uh, then uh, give us your picks after you listen to our picks. And we want you to go in the comments. Let us know if you agree with our picks, what you think of our picks, whether you disagree with our picks. And then we want to hear your choices for most heroic moments. I'm going to start things off here, guys, with the first heroic, most heroic moment in Star Wars, and it's going to be Anakin Skywalker pod racing to help out Qui-Gon, Padme, and the whole gang to get their money to fix their ship. Um, I think it's the first time you get to see Anakin uh, as the good person that he really is, the selfless person, before he gets twisted up by Palpatine. He wants to help people. And Shmi said, he really wants to help you. He can help you. He's the only one who could help you. And they know how dangerous it was. He's the only human who could do it because of the skills he has. He put a lot on the line. He could have died doing it for them, but he did it because he wanted to help them out. And I just thought, no, knowing what, you know, Anakin and Darth Vader being the really the central point of this saga, that moment to me um, is uh, huge and an absolutely huge heroic moment for him as a character. Better than him, uh, I'll try spinning and blowing up the Trade Federation ship. I think him pod racing and putting that in the line is a very heroic moment. I agree. That whole pod racing scene is nuts. And I remember when I saw it in the movie theater, that was, to me, the coolest scene in the whole movie was the pod racing. It was just so different. It was unique. And he goes into that as the typical underdog, and you don't think he's going to pull it out. And he does. That's awesome. Yes. All right. So who's next? You, Lacey? I'll go. Um, So my first pick is... Leia in A New Hope when she takes the gun from Luke and runs across that little detention hallway and shoots into the trash compactor chute and tells them to get into the trash compactor chute. Uh-huh. Um, for me, that's the f- she's brave when she gives the plan star to and she's brave when she stands up to uh, Tarkin. But this is the first time we see like her kind of like feistiness with them. Like here they are. They came to save her. They're like, oh, we're here to save you. And she's like, I don't need to be saved. And here's why. And uh, it's just so funny. That whole scene is so good and awesome. And for me watching it, a little girl to see like the girl saving the guys, it was pretty unique in the other movies that were around at the time when I was growing up. So she is a hero. And that's why I like that scene. Yeah, it's crazy. The the different definitions of heroic, I think we're going to see throughout this list, because mm-hmm. 
for me, when I was like, okay, what's the most heroic thing? Like I made a, um, like a, a, what do they call it? Like a, a thing that I wanted to follow. Sure. Um, like a, a chart or a motto or something, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, uh, and what's weird is that like some of the things that you guys I've seen, I see your list and I'm like, I don't really agree <laughs> with that, but th- this is one that like, it doesn't fall into my category at all. But yet mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but how do you say that's, that's not heroic? You know, what Leia's doing in that particular situation, because it, that's uh, assuming too, this is uh, not assuming, but like, this is the first time you see Leia in the movie. Really? Um, like doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she's standing up to Darth Vader and there's some other stuff there too. But like, I think this is the moment when a lot of people go like, I want to be like her. Yep. I think you know? that's why it was so important to me growing up. Cause that was the moment that I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good one. Um, so to explain that, that thing that I was talking about before the, the thing that all of mine are going to follow is, um, before, before all the, the podcast stuff, I, uh, I learned this thing about the difference between bravery, bravery and courage, uh, bravery being like when you are, fully confident that you could make it out of that situation. And even if you don't, like you're not aware of the danger. So like for instance, Poe Dameron in most cases is brave because he's very confident that when he runs headfirst into that situation, he's going to be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But courage on the other hand is when you're aware of the situation you have to go into and you are not sure you're going to make it, but you know, you have to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the right thing to do. So you do it anyway. Um, and, uh, it, it almost comes from like a selfless thing. So I see that as a very heroic act. And so, um, all my picks were kind of based on that first one being, uh, Finn leaving the first order. Um, I think that, uh, the reason this, this guy becomes a hero to me is because he finds himself in a position where for whatever reason he's going, this isn't right. And in a lot of cases, People tend to just go, I feel weird about it, but it is my life. This is how things are. And it takes a lot of courage for someone to do the right thing and to break away from that. And when he decides to make this moment, he is in the heart of the first order. You know what I mean? He's a promising student in Mm -hmm. in the phasma regime. And uh, he just doesn't, he doesn't think things are the right way to do this. So I know you could say like he's running away, but it even takes a lot in a person, in a hero. And this is just his first step to becoming a hero um, to, to walk away. And, uh, and uh, Leia even, that's the first thing she says to him, you know, yeah, that, uh, that it was crazy that he did that, you know, that he denounced the first order and and did all this stuff and just got away. And she praises him for that uh, act of valor in, in that sense. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick because it's, you know, it's again, one of those things, you know, we joked earlier about uh, the gray areas between are you a good guy or a bad guy or whatever. And the old school way of Star Wars was there's the stormtroopers and they're that and that's all they are. And it's kind of showed a new angle on it where we have a defecting stormtrooper and he um, makes uh, that type of choice, which um, we haven't seen that type of uh, development from your standard stormtroopers before. So, um, and we've seen what Finn turned into from there. And maybe you could even say some things he's done since then are even more heroic, but that one set the tone for him. So uh, I think it's a good pick. For show. Um, all right. So my next one is 
the greatest character of all time, Han Solo, ran away with his winnings and is so selfish and him and Chewie are going to go pay off Jabba the Hutt, clean his slate, and he's just wrecked and he had to go back and shoot down um, the wingmen of Darth Vader to distract Darth Vader so that Luke Skywalker can use the Force and blow up the Death Star. So Han Solo returning back when he didn't have to uh, in a very dangerous situation, put himself at risk of dying, put Chewie at risk of dying, and um, save the day. Yahoo, as he put it, uh, Han Solo (laughs) coming back to save Luke so that they can destroy the Death Star in the very first Star Wars movie. I think that that's one of the, like the best movie like moments in the movies ever is when Han comes back because you realize he is the good guy and then they obviously play into that in Solo Star Wars story but sure. um yeah it's such a good moment and it's one of those moments that you're like oh man they're going to lose like where is this movie going and then he comes in and you're like oh this is now my new favorite character this is the best person <laughs> ever <laughs> and you have to wonder kind of when people, because we watched it and we watched it over and over and we're like, we're waiting for it to happen. It's coming. He's coming. Sure. The Yahoo's coming. But when people first watched that movie, were they like, oh, that guy left? And the, you know, the innocence of watching movies back then, you probably didn't expect it. They're probably mm-hmm. like, oh my God, he came back. It was probably yeah. a, such a huge moment. Um, Absolutely. At that time. It, it's funny you say that too, because I there's a recording somewhere I, that I've heard that's like, oh, here's a an audio file of the of a 1977 audience at the end of Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's crazy because you hear all the like dun 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 music and stuff, and there's there's definitely a scene where everybody goes right, and then you hear you hear and then you hear the explosion and everybody just erupts and they're all clapping and stuff. I was like, I don't even know if this is fake. Like somebody made this years later, but to me, that's exactly the feeling that I get when I hear about like the Star Wars craze, and and that is like the pivotal moment. You know, like he comes back and everybody's like, "What? Yeah, yeah." It's Han Solo finally becoming the good guy, like Kira told him. Um, hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Uh, Lacey, <laughs> what is your next pick on the Kessel Run? Again, guys, we are doing the 12 most heroic Star Wars moments. We are at number five. So my next heroic moment was a moment that in The Last Jedi, I, I think I would say majority of people were not expecting. And it was the moment in the movie where every time I saw it, which I saw like eight or nine times, every single time people cheered in the whole movie. This was the moment. And that moment is... Wait, what movie? TFA? The Last Jedi. TFA. Oh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Okay. Sorry. Uh, And that moment is when Kylo Ren kills Snoke. Um, For me, this moment, I remember... (laughs) I kind of remember seeing it the first time, but I've seen it so many times that uh, just the excitement of him making the right choice, the excitement in the movie theater when he did it was just so awesome. And it's so heroic to see him struggling in TFA and then struggling in The Last Jedi. And you're unsure if he's going to do the right thing because he's in the elevator with Rey telling her that he's bringing her to Snoke. He watches her basically get tortured and he's watching all these things happen. And then you know, the way Snoke is telling how it's going to go is that he's going to betray her, but then he does what he's supposed to do, which is does the right thing and kills his evil master. And I think going off of what James said before, 
it's a moment that I don't think he necessarily knows what's going to happen next. Like, how am I going to get out of this? But he knows that he has to take the moment and kill Snoke. And I love that when Ryan Johnson was doing interviews and like he was doing a QA and a at a movie theater after The Last Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him about this moment specifically. And he said that in the elevator, he had decided that he was going to kill Snoke. He just didn't know how. And I love that that's kind of very Han Solo of him to like not know what he's going to do. But then he goes in there thinking, OK, I'm going to figure this out as I go. Mm-hmm. And that's such a moment that like John just said that like Han Solo just decides at the the last hour <laughs> to step yeah. in um but yeah no it it just shows you that they're still good in ben solo and i really liked that and it plays into the next movie of what's gonna happen this one this one's tricky to me okay because i think if he ends up being redeemed this is a heroic moment mm-hmm. but when i because i kind of don't want that I look at this like a selfish moment. Like he was doing this to be the next leader. But from your perspective, absolutely. Cause he I guess is my doing question, the right thing. My question to you would be, if it's not a heroic moment, then why didn't he just kill Ray? Because Snoke is still in charge. This is his opportunity to kill Snoke. Yeah, but I think he killed Snoke because he didn't want to kill Ray. That's why it's so good, though, because you like you can yeah. look at this thing and see it from so many angles, and mm-hmm. like you say, like we you know, like we talked about this, and I think Lacey's brought it up before. We we aren't going to be able to appreciate these movies till we see nine. Yeah, and, and like everything said, makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, if he uh-huh. winds up being redeemed, it's like well, there that sheds a different type of prism on that and that sort of thing. Sure, but absolutely, sure. I mean, a, a yeah. huge moment. And someone who shared that thing where he figured out how he was going to do it when it was was that you, James, who sent that to us in our chat? How oh, he saw yeah. this lightsaber. It, it wasn't spinning. me. I saw it on Reddit. It was on the movie details thing, and I was like, I didn't like, realize that. Yeah, until people I saw have that. been talking about that since the Last Jedi came out, though. Yeah. So, so for the, the people spinning? out there who don't know, yes. So when Wait, when man, Kylo Ren's lightsaber got flung across the room when uh, Snoke launched Rey, his lightsaber spins on the floor, and you see him kind of have the light bulb moment in his head, and people are saying, well, that's when he realized that he could spin the other lightsaber and put it through Snoke. I, and if that's what Ryan Johnson did, then that's incredible. He'll probably take credit for it, whether he did it or not, but on purpose, but uh, very cool. So very cool moment. that moment in particular, people have been pointing it out on Tumblr since the movie came out. Like, all the Raylos have been talking about that moment for a very long time. Good so job, Raylos! I want to give people credit where credit is due, because this stuff happens all the time where these things come out and people are like, oh, I didn't realize that, and people have been talking about it for over a year, so. Yeah, but you know what? Also, isn't it possible that, like, 500,000 people could think of the same thing, and then it's just like a, a, a pissing contest of, like, I thought of it first, I thought of it first. I it's absolutely like, agree okay. with you. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm mm-hmm. saying that this person that posted on Reddit is probably not the first person that came up with it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and he won't be the yeah. last. <laughs> I didn't For think sure. of it. I know that. So. Okay, that's fair. I'm not criticizing. Just um, saying. Who's up next? What's going on here? Pick six? Are we at half- James halfway point? James is up. Halfway there. Uh, my pick uh, for the next one is... The entire crew that got on SW0608 and decided to, against all odds, head over to Scarif and try to get those Death Star plans. Basically, Rogue One. Um, Because (laughs) the whole movie, not even. No, 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 not Rogue One, the movie. Rogue One, the ship. No, I'm joking. I'm saying that you would say, actually, the whole movie. Actually, the whole movie. Um, 
I uh, <laughs> no, I, de- I definitely think this falls into my category of like courage over bravery, right? They they knew going into that situation, they probably weren't going to make it, but they had to. They had to do it. It was the right thing to do. Um, and so, despite the fact that they had the backing of none of the rebellion and none of the alliance. They still decided to go through with this and they did it as best as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about Jin, you know, and, and Cassian specifically. I'm also talking about all those people that stepped up. Right. And in that moment, they're completely going against like orders and like what they've been told to do. Right. They're, they're commanding officers and all this other stuff um, because they're just like, I believe that this is the right thing to do. And we, I don't know, like we as a society want to encourage stuff like that, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's sure. just uh, um, that that to me is like one of the the a bigger pivotal moment of like somebody actually stepping into uh, what looks to be their ultimate demise. Yeah, probably my favorite speech in that um, movie is you know we'll take the chance and the next chance until we're out of chances by Jin, and that's her saying like we're doing this whether we succeed or where we die. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, that's, that's without a doubt. And it's, again, one of those domino effect moments that changes the course of the story because they get the plans and then a new hope happens. And, and so, and if that doesn't happen, Han can't go back and be the hero. So there, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, good pick. <laughs> um, so my next one, uh, R2D2, who I think personally is the greatest hero in the history of Star Wars. Len, you said that about the me. last one. What's that? <laughs> you said that about the last one. No, the greatest character is Han Solo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Greatest hero. <laughs> R2-D2 right. fixing the shield generator on Padme's royal starship. Um, you have send out all the droids and they're all getting picked off one by one and there's R2 still working away like, oh, geez, like, <laughs> like uh, uh, as he sees all these other droids getting launched into space. And they're about to be killed. And then what happens if that does happen? Uh, There's no Padme anymore. And that means there's no Luke and Leia. And that means the whole thing just doesn't exist by this moment. You have R2-D2 saving the ship so they can get to where they need to go, which winds up being on Tatooine due to the issues they have with the ship. But if he doesn't fix the shield generator and save them right there, the whole story, the wills, throw them in the garbage because butterfly effect style, the whole thing changes. And... I could list a bunch of R2 moments, but I got to go with this one because it's his first time saving the day. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, John, I think R2 is one of, if not one of the top heroes of Star Wars. He Mm -hmm. saves their butts so many times in his movies where he's just like... Because he never runs away. He just goes straight in. He just Mm -hmm. does it. He doesn't even care. Um, And that's... And Lacey, even when he's serving drinks, he still had a plan in place, right? I know, which I love how secretive he is that he doesn't tell C-3PO because he can't be trusted. Yeah, C-3PO would spill the beans because he's such a neurotic freak. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So my next moment is from The Force Awakens, and it's when Rey grabs the lightsaber from Kylo Ren and ends up fighting him on Starkiller. Nice. Um, This is another one of those moments, guys, that in the movie theater... I know I screamed the first time it happened. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because the whole time, I was expecting Luke Skywalker to show up. Ah, I was waiting for it. And when it's her, I just lost it. I was like, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Um, So 
when she grabs the lightsaber, there's a moment of like unsureness being like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to do this. Like there's a split second that she's like, and we're doing this. And for Ray to not understand her force powers yet and not truly know what she's up against, even though Kylo Ren was her, I mean, he destroyed Finn. So um, that is super heroic. And then she goes on to defeat him and leave him on the ground. And she's like, bye. Yeah, so she beat him up. Yeah, she did. So that to me is one of the top heroic moments in Star Wars. Like Ray, Ray showed him what's up. It, uh, so I, this is all of Ray fighting Kylo Ren at the end here. Not just the saber. It's her grabbing the saber and then making the mm-hmm. decision to fight him and then killing. Yeah. Well, not killing yeah, yeah, yeah. him, uh, like beating him badly. And when she first hit him, I thought she killed him. Like when I was in the theater, I'm like, she just cut his head off or something. Like I thought they she- just oh. Darth mauled this thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought he, I like thought Kylo he was Darth Ren is yeah. dead. Yeah, but you know, Crazy. Lacey, you bring up the whole. I thought it was Luke Skywalker, and I think, like, I think we all did, right? But I think Mark Hamill did. Yeah, right. But yeah, when he, he was reading the too. script. Uh, in, yeah. the, in the table read he's like here's my moment <laughs> but it's like one of those things like honestly when it happened i'm like this still feels perfectly right it felt like, better to me than i wasn't it like damn like it it should have been luke i was like yeah all right let's do this like this is it this is the new time now like i yeah. think that it, that it absolutely 100 percent works i also think that in an alternate universe where it was luke and they did go down that route it's like great too you know um but yeah, but th- but to go back to your point of this being a heroic moment, it absolutely is. I mean, th- her uh, her deciding to grab that saber and fight off Kylo Ren, despite the fact that she just witnessed somebody else get the crap beat out of him, um, is and she just a got a flung into a tree says, too. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. and like knocked out. <laughs> I'd yeah. be out, man. Yeah. Um. So she she. She is uh, definitely stepping up and doing the right thing uh, just to fight all the way to the end, like uh, like Steve Rogers or something. Like, I could do this all day. Um, and we all know that guy's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my next one, and I feel like I kind of did these a little bit out of order. I probably should have done this one as my number two. Um, I did tell John and Lacey that I was going to try to stick to the movies, but the more I thought about it, there was one scene that I really wanted to... Um, cover Wild and that card. is yeah that is uh ahsoka leaving the jedi order Ooh. um because as much as uh, for the same reasons almost that i was talking about finn leaving the first order i think there's like a famous mitchell and webb uh skit where the guy where they're like clearly like ger- in german armor and stuff and they're like are we the bad guys? <laughs> like they're just now figuring it out. Um, they're like, oh, we're no, we're like, we fight under the banner of a skull and stuff. And they're like, that kind of sounds like we're the bad guys. Like they don't want to be the bad guys. Um, so you can kind of attest that to Finn. Like he's kind of looking around. And he's like, I think this is very, cl- I'm very clearly on the wrong side here, and he could leave. But what's interesting about Ahsoka is like she's very clearly on the good side, you know. Um, and she's like, she's seeing stuff that's happening in there. That's like, Hey, everybody in the entire galaxy practically praises the Jedi. They, they all know that they're good people. They all put their trust in them to, uh, keep, um, what do they, what do they call it? Um, not, not rule, but like everything code. No, no, no. They keep, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, 
but it's their job to make sure that like they're the, the peacekeepers. That's what I'm looking for. They're make sure that everything stays the uh, good. Um, they're law enforcement, if you will. But like she, uh, they're, they're seen as a good entity um, to the viewer and also to the, the galactic people. And yet for whatever reason, now that she's starting to see a little bit of the inside, she still like leaves that, like she leaves her good job because she just feels like it's not, um, right morally. Hmm. Um, and that is, that's crazy. That's someone that like says like, Hey, I'm, I'm in a very successful band, you know, I'm, or I'm making millions of dollars as a, as an actor. And I'm like, but it's just, uh, you know, there's something wrong in my life and it's not, it's not right. So I need to like come out and be open about this stuff or something, you know? Um, and that stuff is, is good. So, um, I, I see her leaving the Jedi order as a, uh, as a heroic moment. Sounds like you connect with that a little bit, James, unless you just made a band analogy. No, I, I no. it actually in like reality, it would be like kind of the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I thought, I thought we were having a, um, a Dr. Phil moment there, but we didn't have it. No. Damn it. All right. My next pick, that is a good pick, though. I have to say, uh, Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. I didn't think you were going to throw that wild card out there. I thought if you were going to go away from the movies, you'd go with the Kanan moment, saving mm-hmm. everybody, um, uh, his heroic end, which was, you know, some people think that's the greatest Star Wars mo- moment ever for those who love animation that much. Um, but you went with Ahsoka, so you threw, definitely threw a wild card in there. But I think it's a good pick, without a doubt, because... That character's stock seems to always be rising. So uh, uh, as more stories get told, the legend grows. Um, my final pick, now we are on number 10 of 12 in most heroic Star Wars moments, is uh, Vader killing Palpatine. Um, for a lot of reasons, obviously it's the climax of the original trilogy on the surface and that sort of thing. Um, but you have Vader looking to his son, looking to the Emperor, and you could see his brain is obviously a tornado. And he's seeing how much of his time he put in with the Emperor, and there's no going back. But then he sees his son suffering, probably knows if he makes this move because he needs that um, respirator that this will kill him with the electricity, still makes the move with one arm picks up Palpatine and throws him to his demise, throwing away all pretty much most of his life that he devoted to this man down the drain just to save uh, his son, who he was just fighting 10 minutes ago. So a huge moment, literally a moment in time for that character to make that choice. And um, I just think that's a powerful moment, regardless of the no that uh, Lucas added before he sold, wrote the check, uh, had the checks written and sold... uh, Lucasfilm Disney, but um, probably an easy pick. But to me, it's top moment in Star Wars, let alone heroic moment. I completely agree. I think that moment when he finally makes the right decision, I I don't think anybody can ever be like, oh, that movie, that's that moment sucks. Like it's such a <laughs> it's such a that great moment. moment. Sucks. I'm a worse. Star Wars fan, but that uh, that Return moment of the didn't register with Star me. Wars jumped the shark. <laughs> Yeah. You mean you mean the bad guys actually doing the right thing? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's such a good moment. And for Luke to see his dad follow his own kind of advice from earlier, it's like gets me right here. Yeah. Father son yeah. stuff. Uh 
All right, cool. My last pick is actually from the same movie. Mm. Um, and this Force scene. Oh, last Jedi. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the return of the Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, so my last pick is one of probably my favorite moments in Star Wars. And this is the moment that when someone mentions Luke Skywalker, this is what I think of. So my moment is when Luke turns on Jabba the Hutt and takes down the whole sail, sail barge. And like he goes into that moment knowing he has a full plan with R2-D2. And he's like on the side ships and he's like, you have one last chance to surrender. And Jabba's like, Rawr. and then Luke just <laughs> totally destroys everybody. And it is, <laughs> it is one of, <laughs> it is one of the best moments in Star Wars. And that whole sequence is just so epic. And the confidence Luke has, despite the terrible air kick that he does. Um, force kick. Yeah. The force <laughs> kick. Um, despite that, the, just him showing up to Jabba's palace, first of all, is just so badass. And then for this scene when Han is like, are you sure we're going through with this? Like, are, what? You're a Jedi now? What's going on? Like, how <laughs> yeah. long has it been? Right. And then Luke is like, I got this. No problem. Like, <laughs> for me, it's just, it's so Luke Skywalker. And it's so heroic that he's putting everything on the line with the with the understanding that he's trusting in the force, he's trusting in himself, and he's trusting in his ability to save his friends the right way when he couldn't really do it previously. And that's why Luke Skywalker is a hero. You know, it's funny. Thank when you, you for describing the moment. I picture the music like kicking in. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because would I it be force like, kicking in? Well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but what's funny nice. is like I I, I pictured the lightsaber coming down and him grabbing it and then dun 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 yes. dun, dun and I was like Indiana Jones <laughs> I know I was like that wasn't the music that played <laughs> there but it the totally funny thing would is, fit <laughs> is that scene kind of is now that I've seen them guys I've seen them <laughs> it kind of is an Indiana Jones type moment where he's just mm. like all right I'm going for it yeah swashbuckling yeah yeah. yeah. And the yeah. good guys I mean, the real win. music is the main theme there. The dun, sure. dun, 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 you know, you, you can almost also moment. say that is a, like, the OG crew together heroic moment. Because you got yes. you know, R2's involved, Leia's involved. Like, they're they're all working together. Leia that's chokes out Jabba. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I want in The Rise of Skywalker is at least some scene like that where the crew's together and they're, like, working together to get out of some yeah. type of shenanigans. Like in uh, the, you know, that, the before the Kessel Run, when Lando throws Hana's blaster and Chewie's helping out there, and they're yeah. like the teamwork uh -huh. stuff in Star Wars. Kira's always, throwing bombs. <laughs> she's throwing, hey me, yeah, she's throwing grenades, yeah. So it's like any you know, like teamwork always works well in Star Wars to me. Right in the in the um, in the Star Wars universe, it almost feels like when they use that music, they use it. It's called like the the hero chant or something, you know, like this is like their hero moment. Yeah. Uh, anytime you ever see like Poe like swing his X ring around or something, I don't even know if they play the music there, but you could easily see dun, 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 dun. the main you know, theme. He's, like coming yeah. back and doing the thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, almost like one of our picks could be like anytime they use that music, that's the hero moment. The sped up um, main theme. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. For my final pick, 
again, going back to that thing, like what's the, what's the situation of courage where a person has to like, they know that they're probably not going to make it out of this. And I was like, man, is there any moment where like a particular character, like just a hundred percent knows that they're going to die and they still choose to go into it. And so in, uh, in uh, a new hope, uh, Obi-Wan is facing Vader and he sees Luke and, and there's this whole situation and Obi-Wan makes the conscious effort uh, that he is going to give up his life at that moment and allow Vader to kill him um, in order for him to, you know, I- even though he knew he was going to die. But I thought about this and I was like, I still see so many circumstances where he knew he was going to transcend to the next world or whatever. So the only answer I could come up with is Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is my man. real fourth what answer. A so, twist. The funny thing is when you were talking about it, John, I could see James's face kind of sinking because <laughs> I knew that was his final answer. I knew it as soon as you said it and you were like, well, I thought you were going to. I was like, he is. Stop talking. This is the this is <laughs> he the is u- gonna pick this is the usual suspects M. Night Shyamalan version of our Kessel run. <laughs> the twist. Remember when he said earlier that he was like, Lacey's going to be like, but Ben Solo is. Well, Kane and Jarrus yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. James. Well, it's a good thing James went last the here. The dra- save the drama for his final pick here. So uh, you, the floor is yours, <laughs> Mr. Bainey. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just, okay, so th- that's exactly it. It's like, I was, I was going to try to stick to the movies and John kind of opened up the door because I told him I was going to stick to the movies and he said, I thought you would pick this Kanan moment. And I was like, you know. Nailed it. The thing is, is like you guys, you guys weren't necessarily trying to restrict yourself to the movies. And I was like, if if one of you don't pick that moment, that to me is like the absolute quintessential moment of all Star Wars where no character has ever actually actively. And you, I know, John, you talked about like the he probably knew it was going to mess with his respirator and stuff. And I'm like, I still think all that stuff's iffy. I don't think Kanan's iffy. He's a young guy. He knows what he has to do. The force is telling him, this is how it's going to go down. You're going to go into that situation, and the only way you're going to be able to rescue your friends is you're going to die. You're going to die. And he's totally aware that that's how it's going to happen, and he still does it. It's the Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with Um, like, Doctor Strange, yeah, knowing how things are going to happen and all that, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I I think that is like one of the bigger reasons that the rebels still like holds water, you know, in like these like some of the best Star Wars Star Wars stories ever told is because even in the movies, we've never really seen a character that doesn't I mean, I, Kanan was good with the force, but I still think he, I mentioned he was young. Like he still had a lot to live for and he still was in this period too, where he wasn't like Yoda. Like Yoda knew he was confident that when he died, he was, he was moving on to this, uh, you know, bigger force world. And Obi-Wan was the same way. He had had interactions with, when neither of them had a, before, had a, you know? a child on the way. Yeah, I mean, and and like he he had Hera, he had uh, Sabine to take care of, he had Ezra specifically, who was like basically his son. I mean, there's so much to it. He had so much to live for, and he a hundred percent knew that in order for this to go down the way that it had to go, he had to die, and walked right into it. Did yeah. it? Yeah. 
That no is question. A, that is a, that is a very good pick. Um, the only thing I think that hinders it is that a lot of fans don't watch the shows. Um, oh, I think that I yeah, think that's sure. the only thing that holds it back from the other moments. But w- that might it, change come November. Um, well, because Rebels is coming to Disney Plus, they yeah, might catch sure, up. They sure. don't have to buy it. In a vacuum, it's 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 right it's right on par with all the moments. Um, and it was animated well. The music was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. How they handled it was really good. And when you take that show from its first episode, where it's kind of hokey and whatever, to that, that's 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 evolution for a series right there. That's uh, I I but the, damn you, Baney! I, I already started jotting down <laughs> Obi Wan. I'm like, oh, he's going Obi Wan. Now I got to cross stuff out. Because I knew as soon as you said it and I saw his face, I was like, John, stop talking. That's clearly his last Did pick. I start to get you, Lacey, though? You were like, oh, I guess he's not going to go with. No, you didn't. Because the look uh, on your face when he said something, I was like, oh, no, John, well, stop, stop oh, talking. I meant when, when I started my pick with the Obi-Wan stuff and all that. But no, before that. Oh, I right know, now? I'm asking you, did I start to convince you? When I went into the Obi-Wan stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. For a second, I, I was I, like, wait, I thought that. And then I was like, ah, yes. So I well, guys, one over on both of you. That is the Kessel <laughs> Run. Those are our 12 picks. I'm going to run them down real quick here for you. Anakin Pod Racing to save everyone. Um, Leia. We, uh, someone has to save our skins, kind of taking the reins as the stormtroopers are raining down in the detention center. Finn leaving the First Order, making that hard choice. Han returning to save Luke in A New Hope to blow up the Death Star. Kylo killing Snoke. Um, Rogue One, the crew heading to Scarif. R2-D2 fixing the shield generator on uh, Padme's ship. Uh, TFA, Rey grabbing the lightsaber and making the choice to fight Kylo Ren. Uh, Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Vader killing Palpatine. Luke taking down Jabba in Return of the Jedi and uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, sorry. Kanan <laughs> sacrificing himself uh, for Hera and the Rebels uh, in Star Wars Rebels. So that is it. Let us know what you guys think of our picks. You like them, you love them. Drop a comment. Also, we want to know what your picks are because I'm sure there's plenty of other heroic moments for so you many. to rain upon us. So, uh, And we'll, we may revisit this again after The Rise of Skywalker because we may have some more heroic moments to go. And of course, as more movies come out and we keep podcasting for years to come. Okay, guys. Now, <laughs> I know we're getting late, but I really liked the answers this week in Resistance Transmissions. I'm so ready to go. We are give, we're giving you a little extra TRB this week. It's a little over an hour, and we're, 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 we're steaming forward. As long as you're still with us, then we're going to keep going. So let's send it to Lacey for this week's Resistance Transmissiones. Um... So there's a slight problem, which I don't know what the situation is. <laughs> oh. But. Oh, wait. Here did, you, did you find are it? Our resistance transmissions. Okay. Nope, I didn't. It's not coming to me. However, John, do you know what the situation is? I do know what the situation is, <laughs> and I can't believe I didn't add it to the show notes. <laughs> it's so, okay. So you guys are getting a live look at TRB. Putting things together 
right but it's now. proof that i don't read them beforehand how about that kessel run though guys huh you guys have anything you want <laughs> yeah. to say about that you guys can tell when things get awkward because you guys do the like oh the transmissione, <laughs> the transmissione. <laughs> okay so let me explain let me explain what it is noties. so for people yeah. that are just listening now have never listened before first of all welcome Second of all, resistant transmissions are your chance to be on the show. So what happens is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter, um, on Twitter, which is our account at (laughs) R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And then from there, he puts on the situation. And then from the situation, he then copies and pastes it into this document. And that's what I read from. I've never read it before. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what's going on. And then from there, I read your answers. So this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. And John's going to read what the situation is. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) yes. So, yes. I I dropped the ball here. And I didn't update the notes. So I'm going to read it right now. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Just do it. Go. Here's the deal. The Mandalorian is walking the streets of a crime-ridden town. A child walks up to him and says, Hey, aren't you Boba Fett? What does... (laughs) What what does Mando say or do to prove he's not Boba Fett? (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay, first up is Rick Villanueva at Cad Bane's Bounty. Cad Bane? He's not going to be happy with your answers before, guys. Uh, And he says, he looks at the kid cross-eyed and says, Boba Fett? Boba Fett where? And then jumps (laughs) into a big hole in the street. (laughs) Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? (laughs) Next is Star Wars diehards at Star Wars DH. And they said... He turns on for he turns on first twenty minutes of Return of the Jedi, then says, "You see, kid, that doesn't happen to real Mandalorians." <laughs> oh, because he's not a real Mandalorian. Wow. Okay. Next is Carl Steer at Darth Hurricane, and he says, "You won't see me in a holiday special, kid." <laughs> oh, holiday special! Everyone, I love how everyone's That's saying good. the the Mandalorian's going to say "kid" a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Ava Bizeo at E B E Z O E Bizeo. Sorry. Uh, said, quote, never heard of him. Uh, call back to Django Straightforward. Yeah. Uh, then is Grant Zepernick at Grant underscore Zep. And he says, that depends. Do I look like an overrated Star Wars character? Oh, oh, oh. hot fire <laughs> callback to a Hall of Fame tweet by Scott J. Rowe. Wow. Dang. Okay. Dang. My, mine was uh, uh, similar to that, too. I just said, I'm underrated. Oh, okay. It's fair. Very good. Next is Valerie at Valerie Gogo one And she said... He puts on a clown wig, or pulls out a clown wig and a red nose, puts it on the kid and walks away. <laughs> Clowning around. Clowning around in the streets, Amanda. Uh, ben Thompson at Crystal of Truth says, he should say, Boba Fett, Boba Fett where? And then turn around and accidentally bump Boba Fett, whose rocket pack sends him out of control into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett is wrong place, wrong Similar time. Answer. Yeah, that would be weird if you really was there. Though, yeah, and did the same thing again. Uh, 
Michael Bussard Jr. at Rebel Awakening said, Mando hands the kid the latest book from Pablo Hidalgo, the Mandalorian, <laughs> the visual dictionary. <laughs> That's how you get the info, without a doubt. That'd be a good book, man. Yeah. Pablo's like... Mm. <laughs> uh, next is Stephen Irizari at Stephen underscore Matthew. And he said he does dot 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 anything. <laughs> oh my god, Boba Fett's taking haymakers. Oh. <laughs> and last but not least is Bitter Brantley at Bitter Brantley. I didn't get your handle there, Bitter. And they said, <laughs> no, I had dinner with my dad last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, one of the greatest. I want to put that in the Hall of Fame. I got to be honest with you. That is one of the two Boba Fett Hall of Famers. <laughs> that is one of the most clever and burn resistance transmissions I've ever seen. Oh, my God. You know what's funny, too, is like. <laughs> Theoretically, this could even be in in universe. Yes, like he could be aware of Boba Fett. He'd be aware of what Boba Fett is. The other one too is he. he there was one that was like, "I'm a real Mandalorian," or you know, that's yeah. not what happens to real Mandalorians. Yeah, like that too could be the same thing. Like technically, that could be a like the audience gets it. Yeah, kind of a thing, but still technically true within the universe. I like it. That is good. I'm that just, was good. It hurts a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's such a bad burn dad tropes in star wars i'm telling you oof hits me right here mm. guys thank you so much for being part of resistance transmissions if you want to be on the show make sure to follow us at rbatswnn and every week john puts up a crazy wacky situation and add and it to the show notes i wasn't gonna <laughs> say it john i'll, so I'll say it Someone feels guilty. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys give your best creative, funny, interesting answers, and you get on the show. And I read your handle. We talk about it. It's fun. John, back to you. Wallowing in my Sarlacc pit here. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, I'm sure a lot of you by now are subscribed. If you're not, make sure you do subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. Spotify, YouTube, um, anywhere. Google Play, like Jane said before. What you guys can do is go to resistancebroadcast.com. Simple as that. It takes you to our page on Star Wars Newsnet where you get links to all the places you can subscribe to us. It also takes you to our Tee Public store so you can buy some merch like Make Solo 2 Happen shirts or Supreme Leader. Kylo Ren style. Uh, it also lets you know where we can be found on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. Uh, James, where can people find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram, actually, at Myra Trunks. All right, Lacey. As it says right here. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Nice. Because I got my handle. Got hey. the handle. And I did uh, not. as I said before, guys, you can go to um, StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest news, reviews, editorials, information, and more in all things Star Wars. And uh, become a patron uh, at Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. We gave you a little extra episode here today. If you want even more Resistance Broadcast content, you want to head there. 
patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have five tiers starting at $2 a month and we post new content and new features and new interactive stuff pretty much every day on that page because we want to make it worth it for all of our patrons out there. And we're getting closer and closer to our next goal, which would be a Force Awakens commentary. So that's very exciting for us. My time has come. Um, and I just want to say a special thank you to our generals on our Patreon page. Um, first, I just want to say, Andrew, a uh, great job on the Patreon pod race earlier in the episode. Fantastic work. Also, thank you to Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Len Brown, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, we salute you. And uh, most importantly, again, thank you to everybody who has been joining us. Uh, like Lacey said before, on Twitter at RBATSWNN and spread the word of TRB because we know each time we put out an episode, there's someone new listening and someone new who's listening knows someone who likes Star Wars. So keep spreading the word and enjoy your weekends, guys, because we'll be back as always with you with another episode on Monday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. And we'll see you around, kids.